Hello, friends. We're back again. It's Fightful Overbooked, and it's Joel and Kate at 8, and the birthday girl is Kate. How you doing? I'm good. I'm born in two minutes. My God. This is a I special know. occasion. It is. 8.04 p.m., baby. Everyone's got to <laughs> donate money that Kate will never see, but will go to this channel. Good enough, to be honest. I, I love Overbooked. I love what it does for us. So send in money. Because right. I was born 21 years ago today. Wow. You can legally drink now. Mm-hmm. What That's a special amazing. day. This is an amazing day. And uh, if you want to donate to Kate's happy birthday, go ahead and uh, do so. Little dollar sign on your YouTube.com slash Book chats. Any amount of question statement read on the air. We read some other statements sometimes. But, like, come on. It's Kate's birthday. Don't, don't you want the guarantee? Yeah. Do you want the guarantee we're going to read it? Give us the shout out. That's what you want. You want us to read your name and be all like, hey, you're cool because you gave us money. Yeah. You can't rely on Isla Dawn, Isla Dawn <laughs> funds forever, you know? I spent an entire <laughs> evening, Friday nights, of you guys <laughs> ignoring me in your chat while you talked about that segment. Look, I finished that show in an hour eight. That is Very, an accomplishment for me, as yeah. you know. How did you do that? How, like, there was enough to talk about on SmackDown, wasn't there? You know, I, I've noticed two things. One, we didn't have Rampage, so just automatically a shorter show for Fridays. And two, um, when there's great wrestling and fewer segments, those shows just tend to go faster. Like when you're like, hey, it was great in the ring, and then this happened, did you can just move on rather fast? Um it's almost in some ways like the more loaded the shows are with great stuff, the quicker it goes because there's not as much like filler segments to, to catch up on and, and talk about. So um, that was a breeze and Cardoza is so great, man. Like he, he's so great at giving his input and helping move on. I don't have to tell you, you got to host with him. He's, he's such a blast. So he really is fun. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's great. And when you guys get to the show and it doesn't drag on and you actually like enjoy the show that helps. Yeah. You know, because I know there are some weeks where it's just like, oh, God, SmackDown wasn't great. But at least y'all get to, like, dig in when it's good. Yeah, and tournaments always help stuff. I I feel like from a a viewer perspective, if you have a device in place where competitive matches are happening with stakes involved, it just it automatically makes it more fun. I'm more engaged. I I love tournaments. So um, that that definitely helps because in three of the matches that were there, you were aligned with working towards the same thing even though it makes no sense to have <laughs> your newly drafted smackdown division competing for the raw title none of the complaints were about the matches both triple threats were great and i think the right person won with the the aj lashley match really good stuff i think aj versus seth will be great so um it was a fun little smackdown on friday and i was like sean is gonna be like did i go to work on friday how did they get done in an hour <laughs> Everyone had stuff to do. Everyone wanted to go watch other things on TV, I guess. Yeah, uh, other sports, unscripted sports, as it were. I don't. No sport is unscripted. Oh, Joel, I, I have so much to tell you. Really? You're not gonna believe this. Hey, tell me what what am I missing? Okay, so you know how in wrestling the outcomes are predetermined. No. Oh, okay. You know what? We'll we'll talk about it off air. I think oh, okay. that might be the, the best way to go about yeah, it. Okay. All right. So 
We have a lot to talk about anyway. We're going to talk about uh, a lot of wrestling. Kate and I took last week off because honestly, my internet in Calgary was worse than hers. And Which is I, saying something. It really was. Shout out to the <laughs> Travel Lodge Hotel for being the worst when it came to their internet specifically. Otherwise, it was fine. Bless you. Anyway, Thank you. we've got so much that's going on. We, where do we want to start? I mean, we're going to talk about the CM Punk stuff. We're going to talk about what the hell they're thinking about call, potentially calling this AEW collision and Punk return the second coming. We'll talk about that. We will. I want to. I want to wait until all our friends are here. But uh, right, yeah, we use that thumbnail to pop a rating largely. Let's be real. Like our yeah. numbers go up when CM Punk is on the thumbnail, which he's a draw, man. What can we say? Yeah, maybe maybe we'll start with a few super chats. How's that? Let's, Let's do, do it. Taylor Cannon, thank you so much for the super chat saying happy nice. birthday to you, Miss Kate. Hope you had a great day. He's so supportive all the time. He's just the best dude. Appreciate that very much. Kim Gray shouting out happy birthday, Kate. And a whole lot of kiss emojis. What about she- kiss? And of course, Doc. Doc says happy birthday, Kate, and all the emojis you can wonder. Saved by the bell timeout. Everybody freeze. He said that my IT requests are free today because he is the doctor of all things technical, mostly the Bleacher Report app. If ever there was a day to fix my internet, it's today. I'm going to get my work request in before midnight. Let's make it happen. Saved by the bell time in. So Doc is pretty great, and we appreciate all the work that he does, (laughs) especially the support that he gives. Uh, Did you know that he does a lot of IT stuff, by the way? Yeah, a say by the bell timeout doesn't mean you. Well, I guess it does mean no, that you it ignore does. everything. Yeah, nope. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. Okay. We're, well, we're out. We're out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. And of course, Ryan Sullivan saying I refuse to send a super chat on Kate's birthday. So there you go. He didn't even well, send a super chat. You just Rude. showed up on random shows. Rude. I would never host with that guy. Not on Wednesdays at Mark Order Podcast. No way. Seems like a huge jerk. Oh, the worst, really. We're, He's okay. always like, oh, I really enjoyed this segment because who does that? I mean, it, it's better than just, you know, it was fine. I'd be like, Ryan, what did you think? And he'd be like, I really liked it. And then he'll explain why he liked it instead of being like, this was bullshit. <laughs> and then not explaining why he thought it was bullshit. Yeah, and just being like, oh, I like it when the other place does it better. <laughs> The other place being MLW, I assume. Obviously. Yeah, big, big fan of that. Uh, Ricardo, surname Redacted, who always supports us here and, of course, supports Kate. Happy yes. birthday, Kate. I hope you do something selfish. It's your day. If anyone has a problem with that, F them. <laughs> I had a wonderful weekend. I really, really have. It's been great. Did you do anything, you do anything fun worth talking about? Um, I went to the farm. That was probably my favorite thing. Oh, that sounds fun. I like... Like you do with birthdays, like had a little check-in with myself. The first kind of few months of the year were getting myself out of debt. And this stretch of the year, I want to be more focused on getting my physical self back on track because I really need it. So I went and signed myself up for the gym. And I was like, I have, there's a lot of, it doesn't seem like it because Jersey is just the weirdest little state, but there's a ton of farms by me. And I was like, I should just get my produce from the farm. It's cheaper now at this point and there's also a butcher shop right by the gym that i re-signed up at and i was like that would be kind of fun if i got like my fresh produce and like my actual meat from a butcher could be like a a nice way to set myself up so 
spent a lot of time doing that. And then I spent some time with the parents today. Also dropped off the little doggo who's normally running behind here because I, my day job, my work job, my shoot job has, they do company offsites every business quarter. And the next one's like at the beach. So I get to go to the hotel and our Wednesday, I just get to be out on a boat as long as the weather holds up, which is awesome. So I'm looking forward to that this week as well. Will you sing the song? I'm um, on a boat and yeah. it's going fast and I got a nautical theme, Pashmina Afghan. Of course I will. So we have <laughs> we have a Spotify playlist for our kid. And we put like a lot of just contemporary songs and whatever. And for some reason, my wife ended up putting that song on it. <laughs> we, fully, we fully knew that it was full of swearing. And we were just like, he's fine. And as he's like getting older, we're like, oh, we should probably get rid of it because there's a lot of words in there. And then we looked at each other and we're like, it's kind of a banger though. It is kind of a banger. Those Andy Samberg songs, they hummed. Surprisingly good. But uh, I threw it on the ground was my favorite. That was one of my favorites. Uh, that and Roy rules, but I don't my think. My dad's not a phone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, that, did you ever see Roy rules? Did I? I Roy rules. It was big when I was in like, maybe I was in my senior year of high school. It was an SNL sketch. And it was, it was really good. Anyway, just look up Roy rules SNL digital short. It's okay. very funny and very stupid. As as is tradition with Andy Samberg. Yes. Yeah, but it's I like, also quite enjoyed the shy Ronnie sketches. Of course, Rihanna's mostly, awesome. Mostly, yeah, the ones with Rihanna were like, oh, just so good. Speak up. <laughs> <laughs> oh right, man. Ten minutes in, and we've talked nothing about wrestling. So clearly, we're having a great weekend. We talked about how we're gonna talk about CM Punk. That's true. Who's gonna win the <laughs> uh, the World Heavyweight Championship and United Champions? Who do you think? Seth, do you think sure. it's Seth. Yeah, I do. The AJ who's suddenly going to bring the OC over across to uh, to Raw. No, I think it would be really weird if Fox was like, "We want AJ Styles," and then was like, "Eh, it's fine." If you send him there and we get nothing in return, that's cool. He had Seth and maybe Becky. I mean, they should stipulate that if that's going to be the case. Like, like we get to choose. We get. I mean, why would you want the loser in exchange for the winner, I guess? But oh, the loser also... has plenty of experience as a top a top guy. Fair. Fair. But, like, then just have him win the title, which I think is what they're going to do. I also just feel like it it makes sense. I think there's also a compelling thing of Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns having titles at the same time. You could do a thing where they meet up at some point. Um, you could do a really fun war game style match where it's like Seth and his guys in the bloodline. And that's how you collide brands without having to build out some cross brand story of people showing up on the same shows and stuff. Um, I I think Seth is beyond earned it with what he has done for this company and not held the title and putting over Austin theory and Logan Paul and making Omos look good and all these things like, He's an extremely valuable guy. And I also think he's the guy to make Raw feel like important again. Because he was doing all that without a title. You give him the title. Absolutely. And plus you can run him and Cody back in a really logical way. Which I think is a a really smart opening feud or or early feud in that if you wanted to do it. So um, let Seth 
get a rematch without it being like, this guy already lost to Cody three times. Why are we saying this again? There's a logical device built into that. So a lot of fun ways that you can have Seth Rollins have his title reign. I'm really thinking that Drew comes back as a heel. I've been saying this for a little bit. I know Sean's jumped on that train. I know others have as well, which is which is which is good because honestly, Drew could use that refresh. We haven't seen him as a heel since he came in with uh, with Ziggler, and that was five years ago. And all that accomplished was people being like, "When's Drew going to be a face again?" Because <laughs> <laughs> he get put with Ziggler, and it's almost like kiss of death style. But you know, no offense to Ziggler, it's just that you know, there's there's not there, there was no story when they came in together. Other no, than the, the locker room is not serious enough, and we are, so we are going to be serious, and they don't they don't deserve it. This Drew coming in or coming back and being like, "Yeah, I could be gone tomorrow, and you guys wouldn't care." Look at me; I just left after WrestleMania. Screw you! I'm going to win that title. I would honestly, I'd have Drew. You could have him slow burn it, and then win Money in the Bank, and then just completely tear Seth apart when he least suspects it, or he could win the title as early as money in the bank. It's a quick rain for Seth though. That is, I think you want, I mean, WWE kind of does not to be like overly dramatic about it, but they kind of have an age problem where like, there's not a bunch of guys that are in this like under 40 club right now that feel like super important stars. They pinned the theory in a triple threat, which makes absolutely no sense to me. Um, like once Edge and like basically everybody that was in that first triple threat, once they all retire, like you're losing star power. So I think you want to make sure Seth is regarded in that echelon of older superstar. Like as he's, I think you want him to continue to build accolades as he's getting older so he can feel that important. And I think you want him still maintaining the title, but making younger guys look good. Cause I, th- I think you need to do that. Like right now, probably. So Seth wins. And then you have to have a big baby face reign to set up the title. And then Brock Lesnar comes around and wins everything, right? Yeah, of course. Okay. Just making sure that's the way it goes. So we got that, but I mean, at one point I posited the idea what if, what if this does all end up with Roman holding those three titles? And just screwing Triple H for what he said the night after Mania, where he said, where he essentially said, "Yeah, this guy brokered a better deal, and as a result, LOL, he sucks. So we're not gonna, you know, we're gonna make a new title because LOL, he never shows up to work anymore." And then Roman be like, "And I took that personally." And next thing you know, he's going after that World Heavyweight Championship. I think that won't be the case for a few reasons. One, they had. Paul Heyman immediately come out and say that's not going to be the case. And I understand it's WWE and they will do anything that they feel like at any given time. But I felt like that was almost uh, a calm down. This isn't another (laughs) Roman title. And I also think, um, you know, as of this past week and we'll see what happens, like there are things that are happening in the bloodline for it to descend. And I think you want that to be its own kind of self-contained program. I, I think you want that to eat up some months as we start to see this downfall kind of finally get underway a little bit. Um, and I don't think you want the world heavyweight title mixed up in that. Now, Sola Sokoa, I could see going over and winning that and holding it hostage. 
I actually wouldn't hate that if you did it the right way and it wasn't for too long. Like Solo Sokoa having it for a month or two could be really compelling because it could be something that the Usos don't have. Like you could lean into that in really fun ways, but I don't think Roman needs it. And you can't have three hostages, titles held hostage on someone who's not going to be there, right? That would just be silly. They'll find a way to give it to Solo and then take it away from him by the next TV, just like they did with the NXT North American Championship. Or suddenly you know, it, and then, it wasn't a sanctioned match. Don't know how he got it. He found it in the trash. Sorry, it's not yours. LOL, try again next time. By the way, someone raised the point that they thought, and I, the more that I chewed on it, the more I started to think that had to have been it. I think Fox didn't want a USA title on their program because he had side plates made. Like, I think the intention was for him to hold that title. And then Fox said, this isn't our program. Why are we having this guy's, why are we having the competition essentially, um, you know, their title on our program on a weekly basis. And then they just dropped it because that happened so fast and they had it literally made. So, um, the more I thought about that, I was like, that had to have been it. Cause that was so weird. Like even for them weird. <laughs> it was, sorry. I was trying to pull up my uh, FIFA select for a second. Yeah. It was a strange. FIFA select. You mean yes. FIFA select.com. Yeah. You can subscribe for just $5. Yeah. And you can basically find notes for every interview that Jeremy and I do on in the weeds, which is a show that airs here on FIFA overbooked every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, 10 a.m. I heard a nasty rumor about who your guest tomorrow might be. Yes. I can only assume it's a cruel joke. The rumors are true. We're we're doing it, Kate. But you got to tune in tomorrow to find out who, why, when, and what. 10 a.m. Eastern. Rifle <sighs> overbooked. You know when the wedding me. singer, what Adam Sandler's like, someone came me, please. Did you read the did you read There's, the slow portions? No, I was enjoying my birthday today, Joel. Okay. Do you want me to read to you the... Uh, you want to break the paywall? I'm going to break the paywall for a second because I, I this is shocking to a lot of people. This is like, this is big ass breaking news from Sean Ross app on FIFA Select. You ready? Today is Sour Graps co-host Kate's birthday. Tell her happy birthday. Aww. I wasn't finished. Or bearing. <laughs> Still, aw, I'll take that. I'm fine Shop with bearing. bearing as a sign of affection. Oh, yeah, no, totally that. Um, I bet I would get more of a reaction than Sean did. Yeah, I would think so. Why is my fire alarm going off in the background? <laughs> that is not something I need to hear. Happy birthday to me. We'll see if you have to go address that in a minute. I don't know why I just muted myself for a second. Uh, let's catch up on a couple of super chats in the meantime. Uh, where are we? Ricardo was sending a happy birthday, Kate, super chat. Thank I'm you, Ricardo. Hard. And by the oh, way. Kaylee and Kylie like all the money I'm making tonight. I'm sure they do. Maybe Maggie does too. <laughs> uh, and then I do it. Also sent one saying, seeing if this works now, happy birthday, Kate. Also, thank you, Ricardo. It was a very, very sweet moment where Arduit was like, I'm, I can't send one for some reason. And Clearly, they're able to, which is wonderful. And then Ricardo had sent one uh, in our duets place. So thank you for oh, that. Oh, thank you. We love a community coming together. That <laughs> happens. So on Sour Graps, when we do like the puns, 
There will be people that say a pun that don't do it as a super chat and then other people send it in because they want to make sure it wasn't missed because it was too good of a pun. And it pops me every time. I love it when people are like, so and so thought of this one. It has to be read. It's too good to be omitted. That's my favorite one. <laughs> Uh, what else from what else from SmackDown or Raw from this week was really like worth bringing up? Becky's back. Becky is back. Um, where where do we go from here? I mean, we still have to stretch the story out till SummerSlam. That seems to be the way it's going, and that is. It feels like they're getting Seth Rollins back on track, and Becky is not back on track. I don't think this is a great use of her, especially when you just had the roster shaken up and you have some NXT talent in there. Uh, was Zoe Stark's debut this week or last week? I can't even remember. It was this week. She beat the shit out of Nikki Cross. Yes, she looked really, really good in her debut. She's gonna do great. I think. I think she'll do some really, really fun stuff. Um, Damage Control looks like they're breaking up, which is good. That was another SmackDown thing. I was gonna ask. Do you think maybe Zoe Stark for Money in the Bank winner this year? I wouldn't hate it. I, w- I would really like to see Piper Niven win it, though. Mm. I-, I really would. I think she could be a really great pick. Um, I don't think... But I-, I wouldn't be mad about Zoe winning. I don't think they necessarily see Piper as a climb the ladder to get your victory type of contender. I, I mean... I think it'd be more of like a she dominates and wins the championship. I can understand that. I can understand yeah. that. Um... Yeah, you could you could have Zoe. I think after Puerto Rico, EO Sky certainly might be in that mix. Like once we get through this, um, I, I think Zoe almost fits in the same category as Piper, where you could she's just such an ass kicker. It would be very believable to have her just get some wins and then be a challenger. Um, EO, I think, is someone who could use it because people are so behind her, like her getting that moment, and because. You know, promo-wise, character-wise, I think she's great. What WWE-wise expects from a promo, that's not usually what she delivers because they like their cadence and their English-speaking uh, like rhythm to how everything goes. Like, Cody has that nailed, and that's not EO. I love EO's character work, though. And I, I think her with the Money in the Bank briefcase could be really, really compelling. I think that could be very fun. Her on Monday. Or was it Monday? Or was, yeah. with the Was a tag title match on Monday or Friday? Right? It was yes. Friday. It was Friday. <laughs> was it both? It was Friday. It was Friday. They set it, it up Friday. on Monday. Yeah. So her, before they went out, she's just doing all the facials. It was, she's just rolling her eyes and she just like, hates Bailey, but she ain't saying anything about it. I love Eosky's facials for that. Amazing. It's perfect. She's just, she's setting up the story so well. And that's one reason why I don't see Eosky winning the money in the bank. Because again, traditionally, that is a heels briefcase to win. It's a, it's a way in. It's an easy way into a title match. She, though, <laughs> at least in NXT, her character was kind of like, I hate everyone, but when she was tagging with Zoe Stark, she was like, but I hate you the least, I guess. Like, she could be a face that's kind of like that. Um, I, I'm intrigued to see where things go with her because she's undeniably phenomenal in the ring. And 
I, I think people, self-included, were surprised at what a reaction she got in Puerto Rico. And it, it makes me really happy because I think people want to see her get a push. I want to see her in Asuka. Like, everybody else wants to see her in Asuka so bad. Puerto Rican legend, Io Sky. That's right. You think Zoe Stark likes sushi like yet? Savia Vega. <laughs> Savia Vega. <laughs> right there is Io Sky. By the way, so remember a couple of weeks ago we were talking about Eddie Kingston coming to Greektown Wrestling in Toronto? Yes, partner. And then I sent you an update being like, instead of Eddie, because he's still out with, with his injury, uh, they're getting Masato Tanaka. Yes. You know who else they announced for the Toronto show? Savio Vega. <laughs> That's hilarious. So they're bringing Savio, Masato Tanaka, and I th- there's somebody else on that on that card that like just pops everybody. So that's going to be mid June. I'm excited for that. It's going to be just going to be wild. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, and uh, Forbidden Door weekend. I found out Smash is running another all women's card. Hell so yeah! Let's go. For those for those who may not have known about it, or maybe they heard about it but haven't followed up, there was something called the Summit in 2019. It was SummerSlam weekend, and they did like an 11 a.m. all women's card from wrestlers who are all across the world uh and it was a really fun show i went with a group of friends um it happened to be my bachelor party weekend but that just makes things feel a little weird (laughs) well i would rather people yell nerd at me and not like oh bringing the boys to the women's show you know oh god yeah Yeah. well that's not what it was it was that like didn't even occur to me because you're so not that guy that it like (laughs) You should you should be happy about that because that wasn't even like registering in my brain. <laughs> Someone out there is just like this this idiot probably went to go ogle the ladies, and I'm like, no, I went to go shake shake Shotzi's hand and be like, your match was friggin' great, and I yeah. wanted that T-shirt of yours, and she's like, I don't have the size, but DM me and I'll get you one. So here we are, and I got one. It's in my nice. drawer right now. I can't wear it on stream though because I'm an unbiased journalism. Yeah, we don't want any WWE stuff in the background of your work. No, never. I can't nope. do that. Nope. Nope. <laughs> anyway. Nope. Uh yeah, so they're running no. another one. It's gonna be it's gonna be the same day as Forbidden Door at the rec room, which is like a five minute walk from the venue. So go check it out. If you happen to be in Toronto for Forbidden Door, it's called <laughs> I hate the name they gave it this time. It's called Girls Next Door. <laughs> Oh, but that's kind of clever, though, because if they're five minutes away from each other, that's that's. I get why you don't love it, but that's pretty. Uh, that's yeah. pretty cutesy. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, so it's called Girls Next Door. I, I'm hoping to be there, and then they're also running a Progress versus Defy show at like 3 p.m. just before doors for Forbidden Door. Before the Forbidden Doors open, go and see those shows at the Rec Room. I'm giving them unsolicited plugs because honestly, I'll be I'll be transparent. They've invited me out to the last couple of shows, and I've been unable to attend. I've told them that I would love to be at Girls Next Door. That's my plan. Uh, and I'm hoping to be a Forbidden Door as well. So it's, uh, people are like, oh, that's you make time for the girls, Joel. And creep. I do. I'm a creep. That's right. Yeah. I only, I only like women's wrestling because of the looks. That's, I don't, of course. yeah, nothing else to say about the talent or anything like that. Yeah. Most people are there to oogle like the Jody threats of the world. Solko gets it right. Shades are barely legal for me. <laughs> I get it. I truly do. Anyway. What happened? Um, what in the pebbles on earth? Yeah, what are you doing? Why did You're... I become a Flintstone? Like... Or a Dr. Seuss character? I was Katie... trying to put a top knot on. Katie Luhu over here. 
<laughs> All right. What else happened on Raw? Did you did you see the report about uh, what was it? Boogs and L.A. Knight potentially come becoming come on. Why does this company hate L.A. Knight? <laughs> They're just like, if you can get past this, you can get past anything. We have someone who's super organically over. How about Rick Boogs is his tag partner after he didn't tag with Elias, but kind of tagged with a lot. Like, what are you doing? You think he does like a... How is it not like LA Knight super over? He should be a face against Austin Theory for the US title. Like, that is the most obvious thing in the world to me. See, I still like LA Knight as a a shit heel. Like, not a a chicken shit heel, but just like as as a total dick heel like stone cold when he was getting on his ascent was still a heel people were starting to cheer him and then organically they turned him we're not there yet with la Knight, and not pairing him with boogs is just going to be all sorts of wrong but at the same time the idea of being like i'm boogs and out yeah is just so cartoonishly awful that i need to see it no there's no part of me that needs to see that at all not even a little the thing with LA Knight is he's kind of one of those. It happens a lot in AEW, I feel, but not as much in WWE, where him being a heel or a face is just him leaning one way or the other in the booking. Like he's not someone that has to go completely reinvent himself to play one side of the coin or the other. I think that's part of what helped with the Bray Wyatt story so much was like Bray's kind of this evil mastermind, but everybody was so excited he came back that he was getting these mixed reactions. And L.A. Knight, being a reality-grounded guy to pull all this together and able to pull strings on whatever side you wanted, I think is what made that a really successful program until you put it in a monster mini-golf set. Um, But the follow-up from that has been just pathetic. What did you say? What do you got against Monster Mini Golf? Oh, nothing. I just I feel like a a very serious blow off between a, a spooky evil mastermind man shouldn't be like fun glow in the dark colors. Where it's also that? not what pitch black means, Joel. <laughs> it's the opposite of what pitch black means. That I was neon found, brightness. I finally found pitch black in my well. Oh, there you go. That's pitch black right there. Pitch black soundproofing sound. coming off my wall. You got to get that gorilla glue. Ugh, That's going to work. I love someone in the chat being like, WWE is not going to push LA Knight because he is too old. Does anyone want to tell this person how old the participants in the triple threat match for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship on Friday were? 90 years of in ring experience. But I will say, they have no interest in making a new star that's that. These are people who have already had stardom in their prime, right? Fair. As opposed to making a star that's 40 years old. Yeah, like Finn is 45 years old. I, by the way, I absolutely love Finn Balor, of all people, going and being like, Savio Vega, he's old. And everyone's like, he's like 10 years on you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He just, he just wrestled for MLW like two years ago. So yeah, like five minutes ago. He's still doing shit. What's your excuse? And then you got like Dom Mysterio being like, that it should have been Dom. It really it should have been Dom doing the uh the Savio Vega spot. But I understand why, because personally I love it when shit is like so just random and just the the the, the idea of um of Finn being the one who thinks that Savio is old. When if you know Finn's real age, it's, it's just adds a layer of comedy. Layers, Kate. Just like ogres, they have layers. That's right. That's right. 
<laughs> I'm okay with Dominic Mysterio not doing things. <laughs> I love Dominic Mysterio. So do you. He should I give know. you a happy birthday. I'm good. I should get a cameo from Dominic Mysterio giving you a happy birthday. I'm not going to pay I, for it. There are better ways to waste your money. <laughs> Alexa Bliss, $600 cameo, where she's dressed up as the fiendess and swinging in her swing. And for $600, we'll send you a 12-second video. Joel, hmm. stand up. Shut up. Fight me. I will. She is not on hiatus, Joel. I don't care what you say. <laughs> I'm the one who kept <laughs> Every time, every time she would fight back and be like, not on anus. And be like, then where the fuck are you? Then why are you doing the masked singer? Yeah, <laughs> not on hiatus, then where are you? Oh, you I don't feel like know. she didn't know what hiatus meant. And like I get a lot of people who are, are gonna be like, oh, she had the, 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 the cancer scare and all that. And listen, I'm glad that she's healthy. Do not get me wrong. And every time that she says I'm not on hiatus, like eh, you're on but hiatus. You are. You're not here. Uh, but also, you know, like Sean was saying that she was potentially factored into the Bray stuff. So Bray is currently. Okay, MIA. but even if it's for your health, Joel, you're on hiatus. You're on hiatus. Yeah. Everybody's, everybody's it's on hiatus. hiatus. It's also just nothing to get defensive about. <laughs> it's just one big hiatus. Hiatus. Uh, speaking of hiatus, Roman Reigns ended his hiatus, showed up on SmackDown on Friday night. And uh, Sammy and KO are going to Saudi Arabia. That took a lot of people by surprise. Are they? I do actually think they are. And I think Sammy's going to do the smartest thing he could do. And that's do what Mustafa Ali did whenever he went to Saudi Arabia. And that's turn around and take the check and donate it to a worthy cause. First year he did it. He sent it to uh, water, water water.org. I think it was uh, just, he's been, he's been donating his winnings. If you were from uh, the Saudi gigs to other places, unlike Carl Anderson, who donates it to another extension on his house. Which, like, honestly, the kid, right. the guy has like twenty eight kids. I get it. Yeah, there's a lot of kids running around there. A lot. Of I kids. mean, and Sammy has his own cause, so that would be neat. Right. I think very much he would go take the money, just send it right back to Sammy for Syria. And you know what? He's been talking about it ever since uh, the the um, elimination chamber pay per view. He was asked about Sammy for Syria, and he's like, "I feel bad that I haven't really done a lot for that because I've been so busy. This is his opportunity to kind of." give back a little bit in his own way uh and and yeah get a little bit i'm uh, also just intrigued though because i don't know if i love what that does storyline on either side like i definitely don't want kevin owens and sammy to lose it and i don't know if roman and solo losing it because the usos cost them is now the right time for that i mean i guess you could run that program at SummerSlam, but I, i don't know it just feels like ever since KO and Sammy, the hottest stars in wrestling at that time, like won the tag titles. It's been like, and now you're Matt Riddle's lap dogs for some reason. Like, and I, I know why. Like, I know the solo and Riddle spot that happened before Riddle went away for a little bit. But it just feels like I was so excited to see the tag titles get defended against some of the best tag teams in the world. And they just have not done that. So. I'm sorry, is Carl Anderson's wife really expecting their fifth kid? Are they? I'm seeing it in the chat and I'm I'm scrolling his timeline. I will be <laughs> so I, I shouldn't be shocked, but I will be shocked. Anyway. How many kids does Matt Hardy have? Uh, enough. 
Yeah, I was gonna say it's. I think it's around the same. Enough that I think he. I think that his kids hacked him last night. It was. It was Stokely. Let's get real. It was, no, so you heard. You saw Stokely's uh, reply on Twitter. Wild that a thirteen-year-old kid from Cambodia could do that. <laughs> I guess it's Singapore, but either way, it was very funny. Uh, they're okay. They, apparently, they're expecting again. That's wild. Okay, good for them. Hope everyone's uh, happy and safe. But Ricardo uh, sends a super chat saying, "Honestly, scared for Sammy's safety. Hope he's okay." So there was um, some diplomatic opening going on between this, without, without getting into the political spectrum. But essentially, the Saudis and the Syrians are, um, <laughs> I guess, open for business is a way to put it. They're um, they're exploring opportunities to work together again and think about it like this paul Heyman continues to go back to saudi arabia without incident whenever wwe goes they are treated very well in terms of security and safety um minus that one time where they got on a plane and there were some issues but that's not important i was gonna say that's a big minus that one time speaking of carl anderson and fdr it's fine it's okay it's fine water under the bridge it's okay but the point is like they've never been in um they've never been in danger caused by people (laughs) the government's another story like if Sonia Deville feels safe going there, and like the L- some LGBTQIA talent that has yep. gone feels safe, I think that's probably pretty indicative. Um, but we'll also see. Like I'm not not even for those reasons. I'm just not fully convinced until we see next week what happens that that's going to be the case. I think the match um, happens, and I think that it is what you said that the Usos are. They try to help Sam. Uh, they try to help. Um, Roman and Solo, and they screw up, and Solo ends up eating the pin. Or Roman I feel like perhaps instead Roman Reigns should defend his own title. That he I has. don't disagree, or- but who's he going to who's he going to do it against? Omos. I mean, they write the show. They could have built. Yeah, they could have Omos. Let's go. It could be the loser of the world heavyweight title, so that it feels like they're out of <laughs> an equal playing field. <laughs> Well, I am excited. One thing about the Roman stuff, and and also, by the way, the idea of Roman getting pinned for the first time since, uh, you know, 2019, that's a huge, huge moment. Baron Corbin should come out and be like, no. He should. And then he should have dog food with him. Hey, I'll throw something at you. You watched on Friday, I know, because you were making Ice Ladon puns. (laughs) But I threw this idea out there, speaking of Baron Corbin. He got smooshed by Cameron Grimes. Cameron Grimes to the moon. Uh, I kind of like the idea of a Cameron Grimes Baron Corbin as his heavy duo. Yeah, that could be kind of fun. Like Cameron Grimes has so much personality, but is a little dude. And I feel like Baron Corbin as a heavy could be really like a. Uh, I feel like him as a heavy is just an appropriate role for him to be in anyway. What if Cameron Grimes buys the services of Baron Corbin and Van Wagner? I'm going to quit the show. (laughs) It doesn't take much. He's a free agent that has only been on NXT since. It's such a weird thing. What do you you think the scar on his face means from when he was a baby? I think my, dad, clearly... my dad tried to get corrective surgery oh. on my eyebrows. My dad. 
my dad dude. was a family brother and he tried to get corrective surgery on my eyebrows. Underrated thing. I think they were trying really hard to make a pun about how AEW didn't sell enough tickets to Wembley in the in a tape, something that was clearly taped on Tuesday before AEW announced their pre-sale because they were like, oh, that was my dad at Wembley. Look how big the crowd is. Like, I think trying to, like, take a playful shot and then AEW blew their pre-sale out of the water. And so they just left it in. But it was so funny. I was like, I think that was supposed to be. And I like when wrestling programs take shots at each other. I think it's all in good fun, especially NXT. They're just this, like little brand floating out there right now. I think it'd be um, very funny if they if AEW fires back the week after Wembley with like a big wide shot, and it's like I don't know, so just some roster member talking to another, showing them the photo, and be like, "Wow!" And this is us at Wembley. Look how many people are there. Yeah. I don't see a single Beverly brother that could ever pull this kind of. That's a BTE sketch right there. <laughs> that is. No, that's that Matt, is. Nick, Matt and Nick talking to Kenny and Kenny being like, oh, yeah, I've never seen a Beverly brother compete in something that like that. Yeah. <laughs> CM Punk walks in just be like, hey, what are you guys up to? And all of a sudden, everyone's happy and laughing. Von that's Wagner like- is the conduit through which the elite and CM Punk just, just have figured out their issues. Being the most useful thing he's done. <laughs> I guess we should talk about it. Should we? Well, it is the uh, it is it is the billboard for this particular stream, isn't it? It is. Joel, I'm like the biggest CM Punk fan in the world, and this is a terrible name for a return from CM Punk. Except if this is hinting between this and his bald old head. If this is hinting at him coming back heel as like the savior that the program needs because ratings have been down since he was gone and how what he did was actually a good thing and stuff like that. I think then the name of it could be something that is viable. If he's just coming back face to Chicago and this is what they've chosen to name a guy whose last move (laughs) was shredding this company minutes after he won the championship now that is dumb um but i if it is him coming back with this heel persona of leaning into this idea that he is egomaniacal and and um only he could bail out AEW in a situation like this that's really fun and it's also a great way to slow burn too if you wanted to do cmftr um, if if not everybody feels comfortable jumping right back in the water, but you want to leave the door open for that to happen down the line, coming back as a heel with that type of idea, working on separate programs is a really, really, really fun way to get there. So I think that could be good. Otherwise, I think it is a dumb idea. Because as we've spoken about, there have been zero consequences for his actions at all. Like, he has not been suspended. He was just injured. Um, And I think maybe the next move you make as a company shouldn't be calling him a savior. Uh, But if it's him coming back heel, that could be fun. Okay. Well, let's get a couple super chats. One, Matthew Plus saying, happy birthday, Katie. (laughs) Don't encourage this clown. All right. You don't look a day over 45. Yeah, there's a reason for that pumpkin patch. All right. 
<laughs> and uh, and Matt Reichel says happy birthday to my favorite person, Kate. Do you oh. guys think Punk shows up at the Warner upfronts? I personally, I do. I do too. I, and I think it's a really smart move. I think it's a really smart move. So going back to the the idea that you had about him turning heel and being like, I'm here to save this company and put the ratings back on the map. Here's the problem with that. Three weeks later, when Collision does 700,000 and a 0.15 in the demo, people are going to be like, LOL, that failed. When in reality, it's, it's a Saturday. Like, expectation setting needs to be a huge part of this. But most people are not going to have... Most people aren't listening to WrestleNomics. That's really what it comes to. But down. at the same time, isn't it even better if... No, no, it's not. Because <laughs> it, it's it's one thing to do it for heel heat. It's another thing to deal with a bunch of nerd wrestling fans who are like attached to the numbers like they're gospel. They'll think that Punk is legitimately tanking the company and it's not a heat thing. They'll think it's real and not in the good real way. They'll, 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 it won't turn into Rudy Tootie Worky Shooty. It'll just turn into like screw this guy, I hate him, and I. why should I watch AEW? I'm out, in my opinion. Oh, no, I think it's even... I guess I'm just thinking in terms of, like, straight-edge society punk. Like, the the way that he would make himself straight-edge Jesus if you wanted to, to run that back in this way. I think it's almost advantageous if the numbers for Saturday are lower than they are for Wednesday. Like, because it's just the most self-righteous piece of bullshit in the whole world. And I think that's almost funnier and better. Um, I'm intrigued to see what this, I, I don't think they're going in this direction, but I brought this up on Wednesday, like with Miro and Thunder Rosa going into his office, you could do a really fun, the champions whose reigns were never respected kind of faction with the two of them, if you wanted. But I think that's just more being set up to, those like going into Tony Khan's office moments, I think are just to set up the collision roster. Um, but I was like, that would be a fun little stable Thunder Rosa, Miro and Punk. Like I would take that. Uh, I, but I'm intrigued. I had a tweet when that whole thing started and um, I got, now I got to pull it up. But uh, essentially it was like TK or Thunder Rosa walks into TK's office and says, Hey, I hate this, you know, I, I hate these people. And then Miro says, I hate these people. And then TK is like, you make a good point. How do you feel about working with Phil? And that's how we get to the Saturday show. It's all the disgruntled employees. They work on the punk show. Everybody else, they're back on Dynamite. And it's all good. Like, the only thing with Sky. that is... Scorpio Sky is going to show up on Wednesday and just be like, hey. He should. He should. He probably will, to be honest. My only thing with that is I don't think there's any... You could make someone up, but I don't think anybody hates Miro or Miro hates anyone. I think he was just like, I don't want to come back in this creative circumstance or that creative circumstance. Um, but you don't even need that with him. He could just be like, I want to work Saturdays with my hot, flexible wife and whatever. Or like, he, he doesn't need to get there. He could just be unhappy with the circumstances he was given right so but. here's the thing ma sulk over the super chat and i know he's being a little facetious but i like this idea surely the answer is corporate punk with manager tk tony khan i don't hate that because it is it's so turn it on its head bonkers that it would actually pop the hell out of me and make me laugh especially if you do punk 
as like you, the idea that you had Kate where he's like, I'm the guy I'm that, you know, I put it all together. And then the ratings are not like millions and millions and TK being like, these are great numbers. These are amazing. Oh my God, punk, you rule. Here's the title match. And here's the title. Uh, but also TK doesn't want to be like a character on TV. So I, I think CM Punk completely has the wit to pull off like corporate punk angle like an I'm the face of the company heel. Um, I don't I don't think you want Tony Khan on screen every week. But I, I, mean, I like the idea of corporate punk. That's hilarious. We've been seeing a lot of that lately of, of Tony Khan on TV. And he kind of needs a, uh, he needs his, his cards whenever he does those readings. Yeah. I mean, they took it away from Adam Cole. So it's true, baby. It was like the announcement guy. That's right. Well, that's because he, he decided he didn't need any of those cue cards. I mean, what if it's corporate CM Punk with newest, hottest AEW signing, Will Washington? As manager. Nailed it. The one thing that we've decided, Jeremy and I on In The Weeds, what we decided to do is we're no longer going to thank Will Washington for any episode of Dynamite until he gets the press conferences down to like one hour maximum. Oh, I'm in on that. And nobody deserves that more than Jeremy. Yeah, <laughs> we will praise Will Washington to the ends of the universe if he can get those press conferences in and out in like 45 minutes. Let's go. I'm Will Washington, and I am the advocate for Jeremy Lambert, who wants one hour press conferences. Please stop trying to book Will Washington on screen. It's not going to work. Please don't do it. I love Will. Please stop. Let him do the job he's assigned to do. You're right. You shouldn't book him on screen. You should book him strictly on backstage spots. Watching a TV like this. Oh, I heard what you were going for. I didn't want to give you the moment. <laughs> you were saying Punk and Serena Deep versus the world. Please, thanks, PapaCon. You know what? Ever. Maybe she'll come back. I don't know what's going on there, but uh, yeah. She was injured for a bit, but I, I, she's an incredible women's wrestler i feel like her in the roh division right now would be a really good home for her i'm also seeing soko mentioning johnny fairplay like a tk version of johnny fairplay and i'm not hating it and too many people that i've listened to have mentioned johnny fairplay in the last few weeks that i feel like we're screwed and johnny fairplay is coming back to wrestling (laughs) (laughs) i don't i mean that's normally what you do to us is bring up bad creative that gets manifested I, I heard you guys mention my name while I was not in that <laughs> chat. On well, Al- so Alex had this idea that I was sure was going to happen, and I was so sad about it. He was like, Ray is going to win the whole thing, and he's going to fight with Dom. And I was like, SmackDown would be okay with losing Ray Mysterio, and they would absolutely do that. And it would honestly be a nice way to um, like top off Ray's career. I think he's probably coming down the, the home stretch here, right? And then he was like, I put it out there. And so it was cursed. And I was like, well, if you were Joel, it would have happened. So there you go. Uh, I, I mean, yes. But also even I didn't think that that would happen because it doesn't make sense. To me, this whole thing between Ray and Dominic, it ends in like a super show in Mexico or, or even in San Diego. You do a big PLE and it's mask versus hair. Oh, of course. Joel, that is what the logical thing to do would be. That's where we're, we're talking at. about the WWE here. Oh, come on. This is this is 
is Paul Levesque's WWE with Vince McMahon is influence. <laughs> is it? Your Omas theory was like extremely believable. I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. It was so close. Loses was- to Brock Lesnar, loses to Seth Rollins, probably faces Roman Reigns was an alarming possibility. So. Well, because the, the whole story was going to be so straightforward. Omos had the title match, you know, set up by MVP somehow, and they're going to play, they would play it off as like, I'm going to beat you on day 1000 and I'm going to take your titles. And Roman's going to LOL his way into an ass beating the night before. And then Roman Reigns is going to survive Omos. And there's day 1000 is undisputed WWE world, whatever champion. It's disputed now. It's so disputed. But that's not what we're doing. Back to the punk stuff. So first of all, calling it the second coming. uh, When someone brought that up to me, I was like, the Jews are very confused right now. Because (laughs) (laughs) I'm sitting there and I'm just like, wait, the what? The what coming? Why? Okay, so it's not Goldberg. We know that. <laughs> I mean, Goldberg's going to be at Wembley. Let's face it. It's going to be Goldberg and Wardlow versus Powerhouse Hobbs and QT Marshall. And that's going to sell Wardlow and Goldberg at all at the next week. You can't bring in Goldberg and not have him with MJF somehow. Like, that's MJF's dude. He grew up <laughs> loving that guy. Not just because of the, the Jewish thing, but he's on the Rosie O'Donnell show saying Goldberg's his favorite wrestler. Um, Everybody grew up at one point, Kate. <laughs> have they? I, it's my birthday, and I don't think I have. But um, all I know is if you need a second coming, bluechew.com code FIFO. When they sponsor this channel, I will give them their due. Okay, well, how many Super Chats have I raked in for my birthday, and I'm not seeing a dime of it? I'm yeah, going to well, show my sponsors where my winner's purse is. That's on the main. <laughs> Are you sending them this clip? Maybe. Oh, no, you don't. I'll tag them. Clip That's it in and awesome. tag it. That's what's tag up. It, tag it and bag it. Sure. It's a, ba- it's, it's a bad name, Joel. It's a bad name. Listen, if they want to come here and they want to sponsor this show, I'm all in on it. Just that, like, is, that is a great name if they want to spend money with us. Yeah, sure. Why not? It's all in. Let's go. But if, but if not, it's a bad name. It's an awful name. If you want to come more than once. I mean... There's worse things than that, but I will say, say that CM Punk is the second coming is a, I don't know. It's a risky little move, Joel. You you never, uh, uh, here's, here's like the, this is really the kicker of the whole conversation. Personally, I don't think they're going to go with it. I think this is one of those stories that's going to get out that it was a bunch of people sitting together around a table. And just talking. And somebody said it and everybody laughed and said, ha, yeah, let's go for it. And then everyone was like, yeah, no, let's, let's not. And it never really made it. It's not going to make it past the conversation at the table. I don't think this is going to be the name of the show. I'll be honest. I think a lot of their show names are pretty dumb. Beach break. Quake at the lake. Quake at the lake. Quake at the Lake was really fun because for the whole post show I did for that, I just kept I I kept rating my, my like my Meltzer ratings were quakes. I was like, this was a three and a half quake match for me. <laughs> it's on the uh, it's on the Richter scale. Did you did you not rate the matches on the Richter scale? No, the Richter scale was too straightforward. It had to be how many quakes it was. It's just 
<laughs> I love someone in the chat being like calling it the second coming is not alleviating rumors that TK is a massive punk mark. But even well, that's why I think that. it's like if, if they're leaning into this idea, I think it could be really fun. Yes. I just but don't, I don't think it can work. you bring back punk heel in Chicago? Is that possible? I guess we're gonna find out. He's gotta he's gotta basically show up in like a Bruins jersey or show up and beat the shit out of Sky Blue or just something. He's gotta something. Beat the shit out of Sky Blue. Well, Athena just did that. Are there other Chicagoans on the roster who wear his over? Oh, I don't know. Maybe Colt Cabana. There you go. He should just beat up Colt Cabana. I'm sure everyone and would beat up Michael Jordan. <laughs> there you go. He'll just show up and burn a Bulls jersey, and that'll get him over. <laughs> so I was like, why Sky Blue? First Chicago when I thought of on the roster, not named Gold. Because she's this naive little bit. Hasn't she eaten enough beating? <laughs> Depends. She's undefeated in ROH other than the title match that she just had. But she's only defeated in AEW, so win some, lose some. Exactly. Meet Normus with a wonderful super chat. Thank you. Happy birthday, Padna. Thanks for watching WWE. So I don't have Thanks, to Padna. be with you and your family. And, and also with you. Of course. I know the gimmick. I sometimes watch Kate and, and Alex. with your spirit. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Sky Blue out here, Captain Strays. I'm sorry. Just the idea of Sky Blue being in the ring with her backwards cap and CM Punk just coming in and delivering a GTS. And the crowd just being so confused, like just being like, <laughs> "You have to boo him at that point." You have to boo him at that point. I think he would just be like, "What?" <laughs> oh my god! Well, that successfully completely ruined and made the show the best at the same time. Hundred percent. You're welcome. Sean Dean is another person. So no, people don't know Sean Dean enough. At least, at least, excuse uh, me. Sky Blue shows up on the show more often and has longer matches. They're trying to build her up. Excuse me. With all the history that Sean Dean and CM Punk and MJF have. Pretty sure it's just MJF and Sean Dean, but okay. Uh, One of Sean Dean's wins was very much in the MJF and CM Punk storyline. Meh. If CM Punk wants to re-enter the title picture... Aren't you going to maybe employ the services of the guy who MJF has defeated every time he's faced him? Listen, you I know how this really ends. MJF loses the title to Sean Dean. No, CM Punk joins a stable with Jeff Jarrett. Why That's do you? Why are you trying to ruin my birthday? <laughs> I'm really here for that. This would be a Rude. great uh, this would be a great birthday for Kate. Oh, look at that. Happy birthday to you. This CM is my Punk. ideal birthday. CM Punk. Oh. I blue. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What what else is there? This guy blue is just like, I love AJ so much though. <laughs> exactly. Why won't AJ save me? No, Watch April, three. no. Uh, what, what else from uh, from Dynamite struck you? Uh, that cage match. I mean, Don and Kenny. We got. I guess we got to talk about Don and Kenny, don't we? We do. And the opener was phenomenal as well, I felt like, with 
uh, Ray Fenix, who is half of the ROH Tag Champions, who have not been on ROH since the pay-per-view. <laughs> I didn't know what you're talking about. Uh, that match was fantastic. I, I felt like Dynamite on Wednesday was a blast through and through. Um, but Claudio and Ray were just amazing. And then, yeah, the, the cage match was just out of control good. Uh, felt like a pay-per-view main event. Love the shenanigans beforehand. Brian Danielson just giving Jeremy Lambert more fodder to make more t-shirts with, with his reactions at commentary. Uh, really, really, really fun match. Moxley is just so creative in matches like this. And then the big turn. Don Callis kicks out of the one-winged angel. Who would have seen that coming? Never. Um, figured this was where the turn happened. Because I don't think you want to wait till the pay-per-view. Because I think you want this match at the pay-per-view. Uh, rather than the turn happening there. But really, really, really well put together cage match. And um, just well executed. Well executed all around. Good stuff here. So what is the match? What is the match is a good question. This is tough because your trios titles aren't involved, but this is kind of like a trios program, right? Um, it, it, it's a, it's quattro. It, it's quattro. You could hypothetically run a men's blood and guts off of it. There are some Abushi rumors floating around out there. Um, you could put Takeshita on the other side to even it up. That could be very, very, very fun. Um, I don't know. It could just be a four-man multi-man. There's nothing wrong with that. It could no, be a, something. You got a four-man War Games match. Like You could do that, for sure. The thing is, you can't do it at the pay-per-view. They would have to do that on a Dynamite, because the show is not set up for two rings, right? Right, yeah, that's true. So you can't but do it, it could also just be a four-on-four match. Like, there's no, <laughs> Not everything has to have like a stipulation like that. It does feel like a blood and guts feud would be appropriate for how vicious this has gotten. Like, and, and how violent they both work. Some people are saying anarchy in the arena. I thought about that too. Yeah. I don't know if he feels wrong not to have Eddie Kingston out there with gasoline though. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) I mean, what, what if Ibushi shows up with the gasoline instead? He is the kind of guy to take over. He is, but I just feel like gasoline does an Eddie Kingston thing. Well, I'm I'm interested to see what they do because they could also make a new match, a new match type. Although they yep. just did that with the House of Black and the Trios division. And that confused a lot of people with the House Rules until they finally explained it on Wednesday afternoon. Look, there's... Like, is it as good as the Control Your Narrative rules? No, it's not. Nothing's Nothing ever going to be. Yeah, you can't compare Are them. they just allowed to use Canadian destroyers whenever they feel like? Sure. It's AEW. It's, it's, it's encouraged. It's encouraged greatly. Yeah, absolutely. Nobody... Nobody compares to Bad Bunnies, though, so I don't know why uh, people bother trying. It's true. He is very good at what he does. He really is. <laughs> I mean, listen, like, alarmingly good. Yeah, I'm not going to talk shit about Bad Bunny. The guy puts in the work. Oh, like I was saying, the thing I've been saying about, because we didn't actually get to talk about it, um, he has wrestler's instincts. Like That's what blew my mind, because you can teach people to do Canadian destroyers. I don't know what he's doing out there with Michinoku drivers that look that good. That's ridiculous. Um, but like, I, I keep going back to the spot of he couldn't lay in the chair on Damian Priest the first time around. And then he low blowed him using the DQ to 
his advantage the second time around and his facial expressions were there telling that story the whole time and the um, selling from Damian Priest with the knee in the corner when he was running it into the ring post. Like he was in control of the story the whole time. And when all the books overbooked stuff that I loved, which I rarely love, but just perfect um, was happening on the outside of the ring when he turned around from those distractions, he fully expected Damian Priest to be trying to lay in a move on him. Like, he had such good professional wrestler instincts that I was... That, to me, is why I like him more than, like, a Logan Paul, who's undeniably the athleticism of Logan Paul. Phenomenal stuff. But for what I like from wrestling, like, my proclivities are always in-ring storytelling. So for me, Bad Bunny was just the best celebrity appearance I've ever seen, I think. He was. And I mentioned this on In the Weeds with Jeremy that when Logan Paul comes in, it's very much Logan Paul promoting Logan Paul. When Bad Bunny came in, he integrates himself with the quote-unquote WWE universe. The story is not about Bad Bunny. The story is about whatever is going on around him. So the LWO and the Judgment Day at that point were, were the big story. Bunny coming in on Friday and then wearing that LWO t-shirt by the end of SmackDown, that was a moment, right? That was a WWE moment. That wasn't a bad Bunny moment. Um, the match, listen, like no questions asked. People were there for, a, a lot of people were there for bad Bunny himself to wrestle. They were they were rocking. That crowd was ridiculous. But uh, yeah, when when he came out and and just put on the show that he did, he didn't make it about himself. It was a really solid got the raven shopping cart like yeah. this dude loves this stuff dude like, is a wrestling fan and i respect yeah. it and i think a lot of people respected it too because way too many uh, on a bill on a business that's based on quote-unquote respect uh he respects the history of his fandom and he respects the history of the business so he wants to come in and do it and and it was good and it was a really really fun match and i think people should go out of the way to watch it i don't do that because the guy i host with is a jerk this great sport that guy's also well, you know. I did like the way that he called the uh, the the Don Callis turn. I actually really enjoyed the way Tony Schiavone did that. Uh, he that was the one time where someone screaming throughout the end of the uh, the the show made sense and didn't suck. It was proportionate to what happened. Yes, yeah. he he really added that level of gravitas and that just that unexpected nature of it. While while many of us maybe expected that Don Callis would turn, that was like. Not everyone did, and not everyone understood how important it was to Don to turn on Kenny. So yeah. that was a moment in time for itself. But yeah, the Bad Bunny stuff came in, House of Fire, had a great match. And yeah, it was overbooked nonsense, but it was overbooked in a way that made sense and still moved stories forward. Uh, I respect it. I loved it. Had a good time watching it. Hell yeah. And then, uh, well, quickly, let's touch on Cody and Brock. I asked this Whoa! question. Thank you. I asked a question to, to Jeremy. Did you expect the blood or were you one who was like, oh no, that wasn't supposed to happen? Um, anytime there's an exposed turnbuckle like that, I won't be surprised that there's blood. Yeah. And I figured because for some reason, Bad Bunny thing wasn't the main event, they were going to have to do something out of the ordinary and Brock bleeding is a good call. I, I can't say I was expecting it because I wasn't expecting it to happen, but I wasn't super surprised that it did because I was like, oh, that, that makes sense. Exposed turnbuckle. 
Brock bleeding is a good way to do it. Um, and I, I knew they were going to have to pull something out of the air to make it feel like it was main event worthy, which I, I think it still fell short of for me. No fault of theirs. There was just, it, not even just the bad buddy stuff, but like when you book that many nostalgia pops, that, that should probably be going on last. Because um, the crowd will have just like, there's no way you're going to top that. So um, I, I appreciated what they did. I thought Cody running away at the end made him look like a little bitch. <laughs> I thought that was really dumb. Fair. I, I, I wasn't. I didn't want to cut you off. Um, first of all, by the way, leave a thumbs up on the video if you're here and hanging out with us, because that's that's always nice to have. Uh, but what I wanted to actually mention was uh, we had Adrian Hernandez on the show on In the Weeds. I think it was the Monday after Backlash, and he was at the show live, and he actually gave a really interesting possible reason as to why Bunny didn't main event the show. This is not us reporting. This is purely speculation, but it makes sense. And that was that the the match happened early enough that people who were there covering the show for local news could get the footage, get the reaction, take it back in time to show on the local news at night. And that's still, you know, that's still a big thing. So while in the wrestling bubble, yeah, it should have been evented for a lot of the reasons you mentioned. Um, in the grander scheme of getting more eyes on WWE product, that would make perfect sense to me. Um, so again, we're not reporting it, but that's just kind of what, that's what Adrian Hernandez said on the show uh, on Monday. And to me, it made a lot of sense. And I'm sure that uh, there will be some digging done as to whether or not that's true. But it was just, you know, I thought it was, I thought it was worth bringing up because once I heard it, I was like, yeah, it makes sense to me. Let's do, let's, let's run with that. It makes some sense to me. If you didn't have other footage of him wrestling and you didn't have, plenty of photos from the night before and stuff like this was I, big. This was like, people were singing the song. They were doing like the moment was what you were trying to capture. Not just the, the match didn't matter in the grand scheme of the reporting. It was for just think of like person X who doesn't care about wrestling, but cares about bad money. Like the idea of like this big rap superstar, this big hip or whatever you want to call him, stepping into the ring. Uh, not everyone knew he was there on Friday. And people knew that he was going to wrestle on the Saturday, but like the reaction was huge, bigger than anything else. Cause you got that big entrance. Yeah, I, I get it. I just don't think it, um, I don't, I don't, I, and I sincerely don't know how much value there is to like it getting out there the same night. Like I'm sure everybody knew it was kind of happening and I don't know if it loses anything by not being in the, I guess you don't want like a Sunday news cycle, maybe, but I don't know. It's a it's a weird one. It, it, it's a it's a smart theory though, but sincerely, I'm just like you kind of only needed his entrance, really. Alice Belowski kept saying, and I agree. Can you imagine being Bad Bunny's like publicist as he's like taking the sliced and the table and stuff? Like they're probably like, oh, I remember when Snooky did a backhand spring, and then they see him go there and do that they're probably like oh god <laughs> i'm sure i'm sure damien priest was told by many people in very uh bigger statuesque figures than himself you hurt my bunny i'll break your face <laughs> i'm sure there were people who were very aware of the importance of uh 
keeping safe the Bad Bunny brand and the Bad Bunny himself. You can only do so much. Like, it's still wrestling, though, you know. But Of course, there's always a risk for injury, but it was more like, don't don't crack his skull open. Like, don't let him bleed. Even if he pitches it, they're going to be like, don't, don't. Because those people are there, really, to make sure that, that they're, to a certain degree, it is their investment. Like, Bad Bunny is still a, an investment to a lot of these people who work for him. Oh, yeah. He goes down, it's game over, right? You You have experience working with people in that world, and so do I. And that's just the way it is you can't have your talent go down and especially uh, get hurt because isn't he touring right now like isn't that the whole piece of it too i think it is part of it yeah i think he's on tour which makes it even god that guy's just so damn cool like that just makes it even cooler i think he wanted to do it for puerto rico too like oh yeah it's just a really really cool special thing that he Chose to do and Damian Priest. I, I've seen a lot of people giving him his flowers, and I'm glad because I don't want it to get lost like how much work that guy did in guiding him through that match and his phenomenal selling like, just incredible stuff. Just incredible I'm, stuff. I'm looking, I don't see, uh, maybe he's not on tour right now. Maybe he's not. Okay, he's I on. know he, he either was very recently or is planning to go out soon because I remember seeing like dates. Yeah, so he's he, the number he, one streaming artist in the world. Like, it's insane. Things. The guy, yeah, the guy came in and did a great job. And uh, yeah, going back to the Cody and Brock stuff, I will, <clears throat> excuse me, I'll give you my take real quick with with the Brock and Cody. The bleeding to me was expected. Um, I think Cody and Brock sat down with, I forget who uh, who did their match. It was probably Adam Pierce, to be honest, but I could go back and find out. Whoever produced the match, I'm sure they all looked at oh, each other. Oh, did they expect it, you mean, or did I expect it? Uh, did you, well, did did you expect him to bleed? I I didn't, but I wasn't surprised. But I believe it was 100% a worked spot. Like, yeah. I think they, they agented it to be that because they needed something. So for me, 100% yes, because I think they all looked at each other and said, we're in Puerto Rico. We're in the, we're, we're in the main event. This is the Bruiser Brody capital of wrestling. This is the, you know, this is where the Carlos Colon style of wrestling, this is where blood is king and red means green and i think they looked at each other and said we can't not do it especially cody because i'm sure cody was like let me tell you about my dad and next thing you know they had a match wherein you had brock bleeding and and brock bleeding is also such a novelty where the bigger man's gushing blood there's something in that for them and i think that's uh i think it was planned and i thought it was really well executed they and they they made reference to it on commentary coughing up a storm don't know what i ate Oh, no. Did Asuka miss you? She must have. We'll talk about that in a second. Is it the chili pepper? (laughs) Oh, something in my throat. But we're good. I've been talking all day. That's why. Uh, Yeah, it felt to me like it was planned. And it felt like they wanted to do an homage to to Puerto Rican main event style wrestling. And that was good. And it worked really well. And they they didn't have Brock mop up the blood until after the show, after Cody had left. And on top of that, they did a really good job of showing the blood being mopped up by Lesnar on the towel, which they never show. Suddenly it was fair game. And I really, I really like that. Uh, And Cyclops with some bits over at twitch.tv slash Fightful Gaming saying blood is much more effective when you don't see it in every other match every other week. And I agree. Honestly, the best thing that happened with Mox is that he doesn't bleed every single week now in AEW. And that's not to draw parallels in WWE and AEW, but like, just as an example, I love the part of heel Moxley's gimmick is 
I'm not going to bleed for you people anymore. I think it is hilarious that there are some heels that are like, you can't sing my entrance anymore. And John Moxley's big heel move is, I'm going to keep my blood inside my body. <laughs> Renee is very happy. She's not mad. She's not mad. She's okay with it. Um, yeah, Bianca comes out on Friday, does the, uh, the I'm going to give a speech that wasn't actually a speech because outcome was Asuka. And Chili Flakes bat her way into what I assume is the next title match at uh, Night of Champions, which I, I don't hate that. What do you think about them running back Asuka and Bianca with Asuka as a firm heel this time? I am glad they are running it back. I wish they had given a story before WrestleMania, which is kind they of... They drop the ball. That's true. I will, they, I will always agree with that. Super drop the ball, but I'm glad they're running it back. I think Asuka deserves it. My biggest problem with this segment was obviously like she sold the hell out of it, which I initially kind of really liked because sometimes mist is just, I'm like, okay, so it's basically then it's just literal mist. Like it's water because it's people just get distracted by it. Like it doesn't actually do anything. I like the idea of reacting to it like that. It was a little over the top. And then when they showed her with the medical, I was just like, okay, this is too much. Um, my bigger problem with this was like, they still haven't acknowledged who has what women's title. Like, did they do a title swap? Are they renaming them something else? Like my general feeling is that they decided because the world heavyweight championship thing took it, it that's taking precedence and they don't want to muddy the importance of either. So while it is a little strange and I agree with you, they're not really, they're not talking about the women's titles right now. I think they wanted all focus on the world heavyweight title tournament. And then once we get past that, once they crown the champion, that's when they're going to bring it back into play or they're going to do something silly, but I don't, I don't think they're going to do the title swap. I really think they're going to do a title rebrand at this point. Call one, the women's world heavyweight champion, the women's world championship and the other one, the women's universal championship. Okay, in that case, you need to find a different way to set up this segment then, because if you're going to do a title celebration, it feels like you're going to be, I don't know, talking about the title. That well, yeah, you have. It was a bait and switch. She was at home and she was doing the whole coming out and everyone talking about her time at the University of Tennessee and all that stuff. I, I don't listen. I'm not going to tell you I liked it. I didn't like it, but I understood what their motive was. It was trying to continue a story without the opportunity to tell it immediately, but needing to keep it on. Like they basically needed to put it on the back burner, but still have it on TV because they needed to set up the match. Okay. With but how great would it be if she had said, listen, I know everyone's a little confused because I have the raw woman set misted. Boom. That's all I need you to do for me is hint that you were going to try and tell me and it got interrupted rather than la 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 la. You're so dumb. Ignore, ignore, ignore. <laughs> Oh, you can't focus on two title programs at once? Wah. Come on. I think for them, it's the idea of importance because in the world of WWE, each show is bookended by, this is the rule, two and a half things you walk out remembering week to week. Okay, so. So what are the two and a half things this week? On just SmackDown? Let's start with just SmackDown. Sure. Okay. The Roman stuff. Tournament. A world tournament, title tournament. And now you got to pick a half. I think a rebrand of a title counts as a half. I think but it's it pretty... should... But why isn't it a full? 
I don't think it's ever going to be because it's something they should have already done. If Roman wasn't on the show this week, it would have been number two. Yeah. I do think I don't so. like it. And again, I think it's going to be delivered after Net of Champions, and that's what two weeks from now. And so just after they're out. supposed to be defending belts that are ambiguous. No, no man. Women's championship in the SmackDown. They're still calling it, with the exception of Friday. They're still calling them by their show name, Women's Championships. They just haven't. They haven't. So they're going to do that for another week. For another two weeks, yeah, you're going to have to deal with Rhea Ripley on Raw as the SmackDown what? Women's Champion. What does it matter? It's just a. It's a friggin' show name. At least they're not messing with the lineage. Because you're on the opposite show with the opposite show. <laughs> show is actually the perfect want, thing to say wrong. Them, do you want them to swap the titles or do you want them to keep the lineage? I want of- them to not think that my brain is so small. I can't handle a tournament for a Raw title and two women's titles being named a different thing. I don't want Give to tell me you. some not- freaking credit. That is so much worse than, hi, I know I'm on... I know we we drafted these people to opposite programs and we make a huge deal about it and we told you the split is going into effect after backlash but now we are going to have the opposite shows titles on each until after they're defended at the next pay-per-view. Boo. Okay, here's two things. Number 1, you don't know the amount of times that I listen to call-in shows where people say the words, I'm so confused over the littlest things over and over again. It is very much uh, well, a thing. That's one. I thought you listened to dorks. Oh, I do. Uh, they are going to rename them. I, I agree with Felice in the chat. We've been talking right about now. that. That being said, the other side of it is they... I had it in my head and I just forgot it because I'm so bloody sleep deprived. <laughs> No, because there's no defense of this. It's a bad no, idea. There was defense of this. And it was clearly that my brain is not working. So You told us it goes into effect after the last pay-per-view. Number your- two, what it was, sorry to cut you off, number two is that you and I may be watching these shows. There's no defense of this. Don't let Joel Stop it. fool you. Okay, well, I'm a year means- older and a year wiser, and Joel is wrong. There's no defense for having the opposite program when you just told us how separate these brands are, having their title on that show. It makes no sense. People don't watch the shows like you and I watch these shows. They well, they don't. should. We're smarter well, than everybody. Well, that's fine. Our job is literally to be smarter than the people who are watching the shows. And that's okay because our job is also to then go on and talk about them on these post shows. And that's understandable. There are so many people who turn on the show, blah, sit for two hours and watch it or an hour and a half if they're smart enough and watch the Hulu cut on Tuesday morning. Yeah, it's smarter to do that. And then they turn it off and then they go about their day and they don't think about it. You don't think the casual fan is more confused as to why the F a Raw title is on SmackDown and being defended at a pay-per-view than their poor little brains being like, oh, renamed separate equal titles. I don't think that they're confused as much as it is. They just don't care right now. Then if you don't care, why would you not satisfy the people who do care? Or why don't you, I don't know, do the thing that creatively makes sense. Because you're still watching it. You're going to turn it off and stop so watching? So why don't they? they haven't done it yet? The only reason I watch is I get paid. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. 
because smart people are watching the clips on Instagram and so Twitter. What they're seeing on their clips is Joel is this is what Joel is telling you sincerely. All right. This is what I put up with week over week. I'm gonna do it for another year around the freaking sun. If I'm going on Instagram and I'm seeing, oh, this is what happened to WWE SmackDown last night, and it's Bianca Belair and her raw women's title. That is a better scenario. Joel freaking Pearl would have you believe. If Matt Cat Moss isn't going to win the women's title, he wants you to believe this. That is a better idea than switching them to like the universal women's title and the world women's title. See? No, but it's got to be the women's title. It should be the raw women's title. I don't have time to make that render. I'm busy. I'm working right now. By the way, I need... Do you want to make a lot of money on TikTok? Which, by the way, like there's no money on sure. TikTok. You know how you do it? You do that that voice, that nerdy voice. You do uh. a yeah, that you do <laughs> that with like little stills of what happened on each show after each show, and <laughs> just like this is what happened on WWE SmackDown. Hello, yeah, SmackDown this week. You don't, but you don't give us it, the, the script isn't snarky, just the tone. Uh, <laughs> Roman Reigns showed up and the Usos and have had words. <laughs> they announced it's going to be Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa versus Sammy Heavyweight Championship tournament was decided on SmackDown with your semifinals triple threats. <laughs> <laughs> Kate, I'm, I'm putting money in your hands right now. I'm in. Oh, Let's go. Uh, what else is there? Do we have anything else to really get to? We could talk about Ring of Honor and Impact because no, we do we that do. on Thursdays. Although <laughs> I had a really funny moment just now. So I've been I've been putting it out there on Twitter. Should I go to London, Ontario for Under Siege? I'm yeah. getting so here's the problem. They keep adding these matches that I'm like, oh shit, I should go. And like, so so the main event is, is PCO versus Steve Macklin for the Impact World Championship. And now Canada, it's- boo. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm just like, ah, it's not enough to get me to go. And then they just announced that Trinity's gonna have a match. It's gonna, uh, spoiler alert, it's, it's Giselle Shaw, uh, which by the way, like I'm a big Giselle Shaw fan and I love Trinity and I'm excited to watch her work again. So they're going to do Trinity and Giselle Shaw in London, Ontario, Canada at an impact special. So go or you hate women support women, Joel. They also just announced that they're going to do Ace of Bays. That's Ace Austin and Chris Bay versus subculture. Remember them? <laughs> right. That's a move. They're making moves in impact. So I keep saying like, you guys want to send me, you want to send me. And then tonight, George Iceman, who runs the uh, the Iceman Intel on BTI, he uh, he replies to my message being like, do you want to come to the press conference? And I'm like, what press conference are you talking about? Nobody knows about whatever this is. It's not going to find out what this press conference is. Because if it's a press pass and it's just online, then I'm probably not going to go. But if it's not, man, yeah, I, I know. Are you I going know. to do this or do you hate women? I... Answer the question. <laughs> I don't even care what titles those women have. I see you, Joel. It's two and a half hours away. And I'd have to stay in a hotel. If Fightful wants to pay for my hotel stay. And also, like, I need to get I I need to get interviews or some sort of content from it. Content! I should interview Joe Hendry. Is actually the right idea. I don't even know if Joe Hendry's going to be there because he busted his friggin' nose at the last show. 
He favorited my tweet, not to be like, oh my God, he favorited my tweet, but I didn't tag him in it, so it popped me tremendously, because all the tweet said was, who do you believe in and why is it Joe Hendry? It's true. <laughs> I'm over here bucket Sky Blue versus That's You know what? Thank you, Ryan. Women. Support women, Joel. I need that I support women. I'm trying to support very good wrestling. You are you are trying to get Sky Blue <laughs> murdered by Sam Punk. You don't care who has what titles in women's wrestling on, on WWE because they're two and a half layers down of importance, you said. And now you're not going to go to Ontario. I got Val on my ass here in the chat who went to I the know. damn tapings in Chicago. Yeah. Telling me to go two and a half because hours. She supports that well, I mean, I've listened rightfully so. We all do. That's why I just promoted that Smash show before Forbidden Door. Yeah, okay. Girls. So that you can go Google at them? <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> I just thought it was really cool. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna, I'm Another year older, another year sassy. <laughs> Buckle up. We've got a long road around the sun. This old ass woman here. Now every time <laughs> I hear Girls Next Door, I'm going to start singing Girls on Film by Duran Duran. Girls Next Door. This, you know what? Duran Duran. Girls Next not, Door. Not as bad as they're made out to be. Support women, Joel. Don't just ogle them. Duh. <laughs> Look, man, there are enough weirdos on the internet. I'm glad not to be one of them mm-hmm. for that reason. Uh, let's get on out of here, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I think we hit our quota of making me feel weird about being a <laughs> I wouldn't make jokes like that if they were anywhere in the realm of true. I'm very thankful I don't work with anybody like that, to be honest. Although I hear uh, that. Because it's easy to come across them on the internet. Yeah. Uh, Val asking a good question. Why do you not support your co-host? Is it? Because woman. Because woman? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I, in so far that I forced her to come to work tonight on her birthday. Yeah, he did not give me an out. He was like, you show up and you give those chats money away for free to other people on this network. And you find us a sponsor because it's your job. It's your job. Get it? This show. Together. <laughs> uh, yeah. Happy birthday. He's like, he's like, I don't care who's. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. His favorite. Uh, period of women's wrestling is New Japan from like last year back a decade or so. <laughs> <laughs> New Japan 07 women is my jam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was the time, let me tell oh, you. Oh, those were the days. <laughs> those were the days. They don't make them like this anymore. They sure don't. Oh my goodness. I remember that match between yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's nothing you can do to make this sound any worse. <laughs> and here you go. <laughs> there's too many people watching this for me to want to be like, let's go home. I don't want to finish, uh, but I also don't have anything else. That is what she said. <laughs> hey, if you don't want to finish, sometimes you need a second going, which is what we're all doing here. Let's... Uh, we don't have to. I don't have to go home yet if you don't want to. I'm not in a, here. a rush to get out of here. Okay. You want to? We should do a select post show. We should do a select post show. That'd be very funny if we did an overbooked and select, but nothing on the main. Joel and Kate after dark. We're just gonna completely rip off what Rob and Maggie are doing. And I'm like, hi, I'm in Bulgaria, and you're like, you're in New Jersey. 
Yeah, Bulgaria, New Jersey. <laughs> yeah, Bulgaria, New Jersey. Duh. I'm sure it's ex- like I'm Central sure it ex- Jersey. We just happen to pick a good time because it's uh, Sundays at eight o'clock, and no one's unless it's an AEW pay per view. There ain't nobody doing anything wrestling related this hour. It's true. You wanna? Uh, there was some news broken on Fightful Select a while ago. You want to break the paywall on it and talk about maybe a uh, CM Punkerton versus Samoa Mimosa Joseph. Oh yeah, let's talk about Mimosa. Let's talk about that, and then yeah. we'll get out of here after that. That might be fun. I mean, it makes perfect sense to do the match. It makes perfect sense to run the feud. It's a safe feud to run. And on top of it, Punk likes Joe, as far as I understand. He doesn't According to his live journal from like 2008. Good no. shit. Oh, no. Like, oh, no, in like Flynn. Like, super close. So, like, um, it's a safe route to go to ensure that Punk at least has fun on his way back. Because working Jericho right away... That's kind of testing the waters a little too heavily. Also, just God bless CM Punk for being like, I ain't working eight months against Chris Jericho and his lackeys. I'm good. I like that the only person who gets away with that is is Jericho. And and, and that Punk is the only one who can get TK away from doing that. He's like, no. And TK just turns to Chris and says, hey, makes a good point. (laughs) (laughs) It's not going to work for me, brother. Um, I, uh, <laughs> I, I think it's a great, it, it, it's tough as an ROH fan to be like, Hey, Claudio is, and maybe the most important program in AEW and Ray Fenix just got back and tag champions, which were made a very big deal of aren't anywhere near the product. And now if Samoa Joe's not going to be there, it's like, well, <laughs> what are we doing with our titles? Um, I think it's very possible you see Mark Briscoe win it this time around, but I I think it's a really, really good opening possible feud because I think the other thing is, I don't know if people know if CM Punk is going to come back face or punk. Like, I don't know if they have control over what reactions he's going to get. So I think Samoa Joe, who is so good as a heel, but everybody also loves is a good guy to counter the mixed reactions that you might get with Punk. I think he's probably going to get huge reactions in Chicago, but outside of there, I mean, New Jersey was a pro-Punk territory, and they were yelling FC and Punk at the pay-per-view when the Young Bucks came back, which I think, you know, leaning into, but it's wrestling, right? So who knows what's going to happen when they go to Canada. Uh, but I think, I think that's a really fun opening feud there's so much to call back on in their history i think is a really really good way to go and i as a fan would much rather see that than punk versus jericho partly because to be honest like just from an in-ring perspective i don't know if like like punk's gotten injured a bunch and jericho is 50 and not that samoa joe is a spring chicken but i think it's just Samoa Joe makes his opponents look so damn good because he's enormous, but he is un Miro's great at this too. Like they're two guys that are of, of size, but their selling is really believable and really good. And I think that that's a just a better in-ring place to come back to than than an older Jericho with a you know, Punk will be fresh coming out the gate because he's been rehabbing all this time, but realistically, like he got injured twice. <laughs> I think you also have to remember, 
Punk and Joe are both 44. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that well, big of a difference, though, compared to Jericho. Jericho no, but, but ring-wise, there is. Like, I, I think Samoa Joe being so big and the way he's able to sell will make for better in-ring. Than, styles are different. Yeah, I, I think it'll be beneficial. Jericho would want to work 100 miles an hour with Punk. Or he'd want to, he, he wouldn't want to start that way, but the story that he tells would eventually get to 100 miles an hour because he'd want to be like, I'm better than punk, yada, yada, yada. Um, and I agree with you. I, whereas you can work a little slower with Joe, you can rev it up at one point, but then you got to bring it back down. So I see what you're saying. I don't disagree. Um, again, I just go back to the mental, the, the, the internal feelings when they do a match like this or when they bring punk back. And that is, it's so much easier to work with the guy you like than work with the guy that you're like, mm, I'm not sure yet. I, I have to feel this out. I think it's easier to take the guy that you like, have a couple of matches with them, feel good about it, and then go to work with the people that you're still on the fence with. But now you're starting to regain trust in the larger scope of AEW and the larger scope of that locker room. I will also just say there is zero value zero and them letting us know they cleared the air if they did even if it's just punk and kenny did or whatever there is nothing to be gained by letting people outside know that you've cleared the air because that makes it immediately less interesting right like if you have that there go do that (laughs) keep it a secret that you guys are good now um so and again, I wouldn't assume just because we haven't heard that they're all good or whatever mean anything, but you yeah. never know. So, And again, uh, not to link this back to WWE, but like in a similar vein, making the announcement that, you know, if you know with what the situation is in Saudi Arabia and you announce that Sami Zayn is going to wrestle the match sure. in Saudi Arabia, you got a lot of people talking about what the hell does that mean? And what's the, what is the, is there a cause for concern and what's, what does it all mean at the end of the day? So at least with with this, yeah, Punk and the rest of the elite, nobody should know what's going on. Or at least, no. they like, I mean, outside of that circle. I hope and I pray that it's not pray. That's weird. I hope that it's kept the second coming. Uh, and so we got to pray. Sorry. <laughs> I hope that they keep it inside in a very, very tight uh, inner circle with Chris Jericho and Santana and Ortiz and Jake Hager, and uh, he likes that hat, by the way. And Sam- Sammy Guevara. Sammy Guevara. Anyway, you think Sammy Guevara is a face now? I feel bad. I feel like they just don't know what to do with that guy. That stupid t-shirt. It's just, it felt like he was a heel, but then in those hype packages, it was like they were making him out to be a face. And I... I, I I feel bad because I don't think it's even necessarily his fault. He just feels so lost in the shuffle and that is a bummer for him. I just, they wanted to, he wanted to rehab himself so badly through all access to the point where like it was part of his story, but of course it's reality TV. So it's all bullshit anyway, but if do you know what the ratings for that show are? Cause I don't know anyone who's like, I watch it religiously. 350, 250. It's, it's on par with power slap. So that says a lot. It's on par with dark, which is no longer. <laughs> exactly. Then, <laughs> but, dark didn't, part, but dark didn't air on, uh, you know, on TNT or TBS. So Correct. It, it makes sense. But yeah, the yeah. idea here was that it was 
only supposed to be the seven episodes. They, the one thing that they never did, and this is again what we talk about when we talk about AEW needing to pick up the ball a bit with storytelling, is they've not harkened back to any of those segments from All Access to make us know that they want Sammy Guevara to be poised more as a babyface. They're not telling you that story. Um, and I, I need that sometimes. Yeah, Will, get on it. Will? Yeah, Will Washington. And I talk about this, but we, again, like a lot of people talk about this. I don't need to be hit over the head week after week with, with video recaps of everything. Or even like, I don't need it hour after hour, but like on the second hour of the show, you and I, I get it. Like I, I get what I'm about to say is very WWE. Second hour of the show, you should be resetting the show. You and if it's not a video, then it's at least somebody in commentary making reference to what happened at the beginning of the show to set so up. So to a- clarify, they need to bring all of the access clips on, but the Raw Women's Championship can just be defended on SmackDown for a while. Yes. Okay. Let's uh, end the I'm- show. No, just kidding. <laughs> Was there anything wrong with this? <laughs> Dorks want to come after me for that one. Let's go. Let's take it seriously in my next year around the earth. God forbid. Anyway, my general feeling is that they they will continue to start. <laughs> my head is exploding. They say in the chat, um, <laughs> they do need to find those opportunities to bring storylines back up and and explain them better uh, in some cases or not even bring them, but just catch people up because some people aren't watching every single week. There are other commitments that they have, or they just, they drop off, they take time out, whatever it is. So them doing a video package here and there would be highly beneficial. Uh, I do think collision will help give them desperately needed breathing room, which I'm excited for like four things like that, you know, yeah, and and again, I've said this before. I hope that Tony is open to having more people who are in that room take on larger, um, larger roles, kind of doing the day to day of the producing, directing, whatever it is, and just let let them oversee everything. That's fine. Do whatever, but like, you need someone who's so close to him and understands his vision, undertaking the vision and and playing it out in other places undertaking the vision you want the undertaker in aw that's what i chose to hear the undertaker undercater the under the undercater oh my god the undercaterer <laughs> we got party sandwiches here my wife michelle she loves god and so we made the second coming sandwiches the undercaterer is they only do like those post funeral they only cater those, like posting normal gatherings. Our chicken sandwich will help you rest in peace. Michelle, get the goddess dope sandwiches. <laughs> she loves that shit. All elite <laughs> Scooby-Doo. <laughs> That was my favorite. Those that that Survivor series was my favorite for so many reasons. Like wake cakes. <laughs> the the idea that he did those those like thousand dollar cameos, that was one thing. And that we saw all of them. And amazing. Were so over the top. Like the Brian Alvarez Granny cameo was just or the I heard you've got straight A's 
that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so good. And then, not to be upstaged, Dennis Knight, who, by the way, is also a caterer in real life. Dennis Knight basically gave the entire roster COVID because he showed up and he had just started. But, but it's not official. I'm not reporting anything. But it was just the timeline started to match up after a while when he said, oh, I got COVID. And everyone's like, weren't you just on a WWE show like one week ago? <laughs> and all of a sudden, a bunch of people were unavailable for the shows. Like, oh, no. Oh, my God. <laughs> all elite Scooby-Doo lives in my head rent-free more than, like, anything. Oh, God. Yeah, that was actually. I think because we know who all elite Scooby Doo probably is. Like, it's the guy that's just like Scooby Doo at all the shows. Yeah. Like, the fact that we got to piece it together is just special. Oh, the best Survivor series revolved around an egg. So. I loved that. I loved that so much because it just drove people so crazy. It was so bad. But for me, it was just. Some days, okay. I don't watch a lot of TV outside of wrestling these days because I'm so busy with other stuff in my life. So when I watch wrestling, oh, I'm I have a kid. I'm too busy for television. Literally watching him sleep right there in front of me right now. He's not, oh. he's not physically in front of you me. You said that the fire alarm going off? God bless. I think the fire alarm is in the main room. We also, we use like white noise and other shit to like drown out his room. So he doesn't, yeah. So he sleeps. Uh, no, but I, I'm watching his, his camera on my phone. Um, yeah. Anyway, the... I, I'm busy, so I don't watch a lot of outside TV. And when I do, I'm watching a lot of YouTube stuff, YouTube creators and Twitch creators. And then I don't get my comedy fix. I don't get my drama fix. That all comes from wrestling. So if I watch like the Survivor Series 2020, this is the most, oh my God, Vince McMahon feeling I've ever had in my life. Do you know the Freddie Prince Jr. story where he's in the plane and he's laughing? Uh, yes. At, you know, and he's telling Freddie Prince, like, why would you watch SNL? When you could watch Santino on the WWE Network, yep. this is what I'm basically saying: is I am Vince McMahon, and I get my comedy and my drama and everything solely from watching wrestling. Now I'm really <sighs> sad, and I'm upset that we extended the show. <laughs> <laughs> so this is Kate's birthday present: my sadness. Thank you. That's all I've ever wanted. <laughs> never wanted. Thank you. Feel good about myself today. Jeremy sent me the most lovely happy birthday text, and he was like, I'm also sorry that you're starting the year off with a troll. I was like, thank you. Wow. So, it's it very awesome. upsetting. Anyway. Tell, tell me about it. <sighs> Just the worst. Wait a minute. You're talking about working with me. Hey, wait a minute. <laughs> I get it. This is when I start getting messages from my parents who were just like, I watched your show. Why, why, do your, so mean to you? why do all your co-hosts hate you? And I try to explain to them it's a bit, but like, I don't believe you. And I'm like, nah, neither do I. But I just tell you that just to get you off Stop. my Stop. Your parents are like, we don't believe you because we also are not a big fan. You me. were adapted. Like, prove it. I've seen photos of my dad at 13. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. Well, we're going to, I guess, get out of here at peak viewership, unfortunately. Yeah, probably. Ricardo's asking, does Trinity do something other than rear view? Yes. Go actually go watch. Uh, she did a little run at the end of the Thursday uh, impact this past week. She did a loot that's press, did the, the punches, did a quick little, you know, spinning roundhouse kick. And then she does do the rear view. But her new finish, which you'll see this Thursday on Impact Wrestling when she faces Kylan King, uh, her new finish is good. So rear view is going to be part of it because honestly, like sometimes you play the hits. You're not going to come in with an entirely new wrestling you know no it just can't be the only thing a hundred percent 
she's too good for that. Yeah, and and she, believe me, she's more than well aware, and she's adapted and changed uh, efficiently. In my opinion, I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm so excited for her. <laughs> so and if you support her, you'll go to London, Ontario. Go. I heard you. I'll talk okay. to Sean. Support women. That's all. I do so. Stop it. <laughs> Girls next door. Girl. <laughs> there you go. There's first hand, first hand uh, referencing right there from Val. Trin versus King. Oh yeah. I'm gonna. I'm she would know because she supports women. She so. does support. Her. She is women. Damn it. She's right. We'll see what happens. I gotta talk to. I gotta talk to people about. She is every woman. But here's the thing. This is also part of our uh, list of things on the show today. That particular weekend, <laughs> its impact on the Friday. Yeah, I saw that. I ain't doing that. That's too far. That's <laughs> the bridge too far, right there. Stop booking her to get GTS. Let's have Sammy Guevara show up. Um, yeah, so you got the Impact show on Friday, and then Saturday you got Night of Champions. Sunday is Double or Nothing, and then you double, double or Double or Muffin. Yeah, <laughs> Double or Double. Okay, uh, <laughs> and then there's spin, there's spin Drift SmackDown on the Friday. Yeah, and then Monday Muffin Night Raw on the Monday. <laughs> there's just a lot. There's a lot going on. Um, I that's why I'm like I want to go, but I also have to do a post show for that under siege show, so I would have to make sure that I have internet access to run that. I've literally never had internet access, and I do like eight shows a week. <laughs> I know, and the numbers show for that <laughs> until you got good internet. There you go. The numbers were garbage until then, unless Sean bailed you out. Fireworks going off outside. Anyway, I'm sure I'll end up there. I'm sure I will. Listen, I think y'all just need to talk to my wife and convince her that it's okay for me to go to London for a couple nights. Sure. Yeah. Wow. That's breaking news right there. Mindy's Bakery, very mid. Really? Wow. Muffins specifically? Or are you a connoisseur of other things from Mindy's? Ryan's given us all the scoops. And uh, they don't seem good. The sco- the muffin tops, if you will. <laughs> Nobody likes the bottom of the muffin. They like the muffin tops. I'll be honest. I enjoy a good muffin stump. Really? Yeah. I mean, the tops are the goat, but I'm not like, oh, if it was like nothing or the stump of the muffin, I'll take it. Well, most of their stuff is not great. It's mid. Look at Val's coming ahead of it. Wow. As a V-Day gift to Kate, you should consider supporting women, Joel. I yeah, agree. I it, damn it. Thank Wait, you, Val. What's your what's your what's your go-to muffin flavor then? Oh, uh probably a blueberry gale. Really? Okay. Yeah. I I I would never turn down a chocolate chip. What about banana chocolate chip? I'm a fan, but the thing is with banana, I'm like, I just like banana bread. Yeah. I don't need it like in, in muffin shape. Give me the give me the loaf for the banana bread. Just the whole loaf. Yeah. Why don't you just take individual muffins and smush them together? I don't know. Why don't you support women? Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Can't win. 
<laughs> so unhinged. Oh God. Yeah, that's kind of what happens when you take a week off. Suddenly everything goes to hell. <laughs> just I had to stay on for 20 more minutes. Yeah, that's true. I think I think an hour and a half is like that's where the normalcy ends. Yeah, no, that, that's exactly <laughs> what happens. I get it. Banana chocolate chunk marshmallow. Ooh. There you go. Happy birthday, Kate. I'm supporting Sky Blue for AW champion. Let's go. Oh, man. Support muffins and women. I do. I do happily support both. I can say that out loud. Fair. Support muffins and women. What flavor of woman? No, sorry. I just completely got myself. Your flavor is support women. I love Val so much. I watched you on Twitter again. I'm very well aware of what your favorite flavors are. And Val did nail it on that one. Crushed it. Oh my goodness. Okay, let's get out of here. Well, we're gonna we're gonna talk recklessly about the chat when we're offline. That sounds good. That sounds right. Joel, sincerely. Hand heart emoji because uh, this has been a very welcome addition to my week. I was very protective of my weekends and my Thursdays. And that has gone to shit entirely. Uh, and it's because of you. And I mean that in a good way. Yeah, I'm very happy to have dragged you into this madness on a Sunday. And no, I-, I was like, I hate myself. So I was like, why don't I total up how many podcasts I've done to date out of 133 days? And I did 129 of them. I was proud of myself, not just for the work that I put in. Because we all know it's about drive. It's about power. But I love everybody that I host with. Like, it's it's so rewarding to feel that way. Because I feel like there's a lot of times where sometimes you put in work with people as a means to an end or whatever. And I just, I haven't had to do that really. Like, I've, I've, every show I do is so different. And all of them are so fun in their own ways. And um, Sundays with you are like so light and fun and selfishly I don't have to do any of the work in setting it up or <laughs> or guiding the agenda or putting up the thumbnail like it's just this place where I get to come in and have fun and goof off and talk about wrestling from a higher view and I it's such a, a welcome add to my Sunday so I appreciate that and as much as I joke around um, I appreciate you so much and everything that you do here and getting to to do this it's a blast so thank you uh when tim left there was no one else i wanted to, to do this with so um other than tim so but then tim was like, <laughs> then tim was like i'll do stuff in the background i'm just like we'll see right. but it's good no this is this is honestly uh, there are weeks where i do dread doing a sunday show but i always know that we're gonna have a stupid time and it's gonna be fun and we'll argue and we'll bicker and we'll banter and we'll have some good ideas and some bad ideas and it's always gonna be in the name of just entertaining and patting ourselves on the back and being like, we're really good at this. But uh, yeah, no, I appreciate you. And, and, and I see Val saying uh, that, you know, we, oh. we, we helped you have a little bit of a better day, I hope. So uh, it's always nice to see everyone in the chat and to interact with them. We do appreciate when you're um, supporting us financially, but we also just appreciate you being here, chatting with us, being just hanging out with us, you know? Hell yeah. That support goes a million ways uh, and it's appreciated. So let's plug our stuff. Kate, happy birthday to start and tell us uh, what you got going on this week. Okay. So I have my usual gamut of Mondays on select Tuesday, Thursday, Friday on the main channel at Fightful Wednesdays at the Mark Order podcast, talking all things all elite. But 
at some point, and I think I'm going to do this closer to dinner time at Wednesday. I'm putting together. This is a, we should have had a huge announcement from Kate Graphic. But I'm putting together what I'm calling a, an internet battle royal where I'm going to have... Just pretend it's me. Just pretend it's my name. It's I'm going to have a bunch of people on to for exactly like two minutes each. And if you want to, if you're someone that I know and you want to come on and talk about what you do, uh, wrestling podcasters, actual like people who are wrestlers that just want to come on, um, I'm going to like in two minute intervals talk to a bunch of people and we're going to have a damn good time. The chats from that will uh, go toward an organization uh, called NAMI, which I think most people are are familiar with. But if we get any love for that uh, financially, the the donations will go there. But I think it's going to be super, super fun. I'm still working on the logistics of it. But that'll be coming up this week, hopefully on Wednesday. But yeah, other than that, follow me at Miss Kate Fabe. I'm putting out more content on the socials. So go go find it if you like the things I do. Catch her at Miss Kate Fabe supporting women. That's right. I support women at Miss Kate Fabe. As we all should. We should all be supporting a women. Um, by the way, for uh, it is it is Mother's Day, of course. Uh, for those who have someone support in their them. life they consider a mother, absolutely support them. Uh, happy Mother's Day to my mom, of course, and again to to all those who are uh, who are supporters or in mother-like figures, parental figures, whatever you want to call them. Um, hope you are able to do something for them today. Remember them today, whatever it can be. Uh, I I'm not going to plug anything. I am Natural Pearl J O E L P E A R L. Um, all my stuff is there. So. We'll see you then. Until next time. What do I say? Oh, yeah. Ladies, gentlemen, friends, be on the binary. We'll see you in the next one. Support Cheers. women. <laughs>